And we are back. Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 17. We had a fun one for the listeners last episode. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Eddie Olchek. Uh, thank you so much to Eddie again for taking the time to sit down with us and uh, provide his insight. Um, Alex, it's been a while since we've talked uh, just exclusively Devils hockey. How you been? Uh, pretty good, even though the Devils have not been pretty good for the most part during this little stretch of hockey. But um, I think maybe things are starting to turn with Nico Heischer back. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit here. But I have a little more optimism now after seeing that game last night. Absolutely, absolutely. It was uh, it was a fun one to watch. But uh, before we get into that, how was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? What uh, any highlights? Yeah, so um, this Thanksgiving I spent it with someone uh, called the Fisherman, I believe. Is that is that correct? Yeah, spent it down in the Fisherman establishment somewhere in an undisclosed part of New Jersey. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had um, you know a bit of a change up than what I usually do. My family went to Pittsburgh this year, and I, I used what the devil's schedule. It kind of was difficult for me to work out this year, so I spent it with the Fisherman, and it was a lot of fun. So. I'm, Thank you very much for the the fun uh, couple of days. It was a good time for sure. Absolutely. And uh, what was your highlight from the menu? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, The Brussels sprouts were really good. Um, Parmesan-crusted Brussels sprouts. Yeah, those were really good. Um, That apple cider cocktail that Mrs. Fisherman made was pretty incredible, too. Um, That was boozy. That was quite boozy. Yeah, you felt that one pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) It did not take me much for you to feel that one. Um, Beautiful day. It was a beautiful night out, too. Yeah, it was perfect weather, too. The fire pit was nice, you know, uh, later in the day. And, of course, dessert was amazing. So, and then, yeah, we know. Successful day. Yeah, it was a successful day watching some football throughout the day, too. We, I got to meet Coop in person for the first there time. Oh, Coop. Yeah, so it was a good time. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we're, we were uh, happy to host you, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, unfortunately, uh, the two games that surrounded Thanksgiving weren't as fun. No. Um, but listen, we haven't, we haven't really broke down Devils hockey since the Chicago Blackhawks win, I believe. So, um, Alex, I know you had stayed up for the Western swing with the Avalanche, and then uh, we had the Capitals game, uh, the Winnipeg game. A bright spot with the Penguins. It just seems we have the Penguins number. Um, a tough loss to the Rangers, where I thought they played well for a good portion of that game. Just couldn't close it out. Uh, the Detroit game was just ugly uh, from start to finish. Blue Jackets game, a little unlucky, but you need to win that game, hands down. Like You can't lose that. And then uh, Daddy came home, returned, and uh, looked like they uh, put a beating on the Sabres last night. So let's just get into the past couple weeks. It's been some pretty poor hockey for this team. Um, And unfortunately, not in a playoff spot uh, for that, that marquee date of Thanksgiving, although... I'm not that concerned. I think they will turn it around now that uh, they've got more of a healthy squad. But what were you seeing in the in that like two three week stretch of just piss poor hockey? Yeah, so I think you know we could look at the Avalanche and the Red Wings game as you know we could see some defensive shortcomings with this team. The Avalanche game, they were just giving up giving up odd man rush after odd man rush. I think they gave up like something like twelve or thirteen odd man rushes that game. It was pretty- they were tied going into the third. Yeah, it, they were actually lucky they were tied going into the third in that game. Their power play kept them in it. I think they had two power play goals that made it three three. So, but at the same time, you're going to have to rely on something when your two top centermen are out. Yeah, but- no, of course. Um, and you know, I, but they could just defensively. I mean, Nathan McKinnon and the, the Avs were just doing whatever they wanted. Um, it, it wasn't good enough. And that was their vengeance game. Let's let's remind everyone. You know, they got their the doors beaten off them by uh, was it the Blues? It was Vegas seven nothing loss? Yeah, Vegas. yeah. So they came out pissed off that game for sure. Yeah. Exactly. That's and, odd for the Devils. Yeah, that that's almost like a schedule loss, if you will. Uh, yeah. You got Nico and Jack out, and and a, a Stanley Cup contender got their doors blown off the game before. So I uh, kind of expected a loss in that one, but you know, then you move to the Capitals on the tenth, and, and the, 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 
Historically, we've not done well with the Capitals. Just like we have the Penguins number, the Capitals have our number. But last year, we did well against them. We were a good hockey team, and and they're not a good hockey team. Just keep you losing these games. Yeah, that was another one that got off to a slow start. I think they fell behind 3 nothing. Then they brought it back to 3-2, I want to say, in the third period with a couple of goals from Dawson Mercer and Timo Meyer. Very um, good. The, just the slow starts, which was a little bit of a common theme over this um, stretch of hockey as well. You know, you can't be falling behind in these games all the time and expect to come back every time. It's just not a sustainable formula for winning. Slow starts are fine if you have Jack and Nico in the lineup and you can produce some unbelievable second period magic like we've seen this season. But slow starts are completely unacceptable when you have no scoring. Yeah, and that was the, you know, the theme against the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings, too. I mean, the Red Wings game, they didn't look sharp. It was a slow start. They didn't show up. Yeah. And they didn't show up. That was, and from the sounds of it, you know, they they acknowledge it that that was a despicable, unforgivable performance. Yeah, Lindy Ruff said it was the worst game he's seen uh, from the Devils since he's been their coach. Which you know, it's saying something considering the two, you know, first two seasons of Ruff's tenure. Um, but before we get into that, let's just touch on the on the Winnipeg game. Any, oh, right. I yeah, yeah, because like, I, I do want to touch on the Penguins game because I thought they actually played some good hockey there. Yeah. Um, Winnipeg, what, anything stand out from you in that game? Yeah, I didn't think the Devils played that poorly that game. Um, Akira Schmidt had a bit of a rough start. Um, I don't think they should have lost by the score they did. They they controlled that game at five on five. From what I remember, they had the share the the share of the um, shot attempts and expected goals. But Schmidt led in a couple of rough ones. Um, they did kind of Dougie Hamilton. You know he's had some defensive blunders this season. There was one in that game where he I don't remember which goal it was. I think it was Nikola Eller's goal that. You know, gave them the lead again at the end of the second period. It was kind of a backbreaking goal because they had worked to get back to two-two with uh, Timo and John and John Marino. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and and then it's like such late in the second period, you just give up this dumb goal. Yeah, Hamilton lost. He didn't uh, tie up Ellers behind the net, and then he let Ellers all on the lawn and like write the blue paint. Um, it was a bad moment from Dougie. But I didn't really think they played that badly. That game was um, Schmid, kind of a rough start. Um, it's been a common theme for the Devils to begin this season. Their goalies have not been that great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's another loss. Um, what are you going to do? They played well that game, so I don't really have too many issues with it. Yeah, that's fair. And then we move to Pittsburgh. Um I was a little on edge about this game, right? Because this is a new-look Pittsburgh. They had been, I think they won five in a row going into that yeah, game. Yeah, they were on a five-game winning streak. Um, we, were, we were pretty bad going into that game, albeit there were some bright spots in the, in the Winnipeg game. You go into the Penguins game, and like last year, pretty much dominated that game. Um, yeah. You know, they rust, you know, started the scoring, but they, they responded, you know, right after with the Curtis Lazar goal, which, come on, that was, that was a bad one from yeah, Jari. Yeah, not play that well that game yeah, either. That was, a, that was a bad five. I mean, if Curtis Lazar can beat you five hole from the wing, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you've got some issues. But uh, then Russ scores another one just to, you know, kick off the second. And, and I like I didn't like that, right? Because I thought we'd been playing really well, and then it kind of like broke the momentum. But forty-five seconds later, Matt Nate, Nate the Great comes back, pops one in, and and from there it seemed like the Devils really took the game by the collar, and the third period just happened. Yeah, that was a game the Devils definitely deserved to win because they were better than the Penguins. Uh, the second goal that Vanacek gave up was pretty bad. He just left a rebound out there for. Rust, but after that he locked it in, uh, locked it up, and did not allow a goal for the rest of the game. And I thought it was probably it was one of the best starts he had given the Devils this season. Um, so need a little more from that, uh, more of that from him moving forward. Um, but yeah, they played well that game. They deserve to win. Uh, they just have the Penguins number for whatever reason. I think they're just a faster team, even without that was the game too without Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, and Timo Meyer. So they still found a way to. 
come out with the win, which was impressive. Um, they needed to do more of that with those guys. Out the three, yeah, they had all three out. I mean, that, that was a game, you know, Jesper kind of took over. You yeah, know? he had a great game. Yeah, he kind of took over in, the, in, like I'd say, midway through the second. And, and from there, and, and his goal was, you know, obviously just super pretty. Yeah, and that was a great play from uh, Luke Hughes, if I remember right, to set him up uh, for that goal. So, um, yeah, they needed that win for sure. Um, division rival. Um, so, yeah, I liked what I saw from them that game. Uh, and then it was the Rangers game that followed up that, right? Yeah, but before we get into that, Holtz did score. He right. had another good goal. Um, and I think that's been a common theme. Like he's actually been one of the bright spots over this two to three week stretch, even though um, Ruff is maybe only realizing that in the past week or so. Yeah, and we'll talk about him in the Sabres game in a little bit too. But he's been playing well uh, over this last little stretch. Um, he had a nice goal. His goal against the Penguins is a little bit similar to. What he did against Buffalo last night, he just kind of found the open space in the slot, and he caught Jari looking the complete opposite way um, for an easy goal. So that was a good awareness. Unbelievable pass from Dawson. Yeah, I was trying to remember who did it. If it was Palat or Dawson, but yeah, Mercer with the pass on that one. So um, yeah, it was a good play all around, and I'd like to see that from Pulse. Well, you know, I, I, we always talk about his shot, but he's also got some great finishing touch, got some great hands, uh, and he's very good at elevating the puck near the net. And, th and that's how you kind of get those goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's go into the game with the rags. Um, <laughs> I mean, I thought the Devils were the better team that game for sure, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to chalk it up to a goaltending loss completely, but I mean, Vanacek had another rough game. He did. Um, I also, th I was also a little disappointed in some of the response to some of the physicality in that game as well. Uh, you, you had two players get run over and nothing, like yeah. not even a challenge. Um, definitely disappointing on that on that front. But I did think they played good hockey. Like Jack yeah. came back. Jack immediate impact. Um, but that's also a game where Igor was not Igor. Yeah, he did not play well at all. And you, you want to win those games because those are few and far between. Yeah, the problem is, is he was just a little bit better than Vanacek. Like Vanacek, the second goal or the second Rangers goal he gave up was it just he just left a rebound out there for Jimmy VC. Yeah, VC cleaned it up. And then the fourth um, goal was terrible too. Like he left that that rebound. You can't leave a rebound like that. Like I know Marino should have tied up VC. But, I mean, we shouldn't even really be talking about that because there should have never been a rebound to begin with. I mean, you can't – I don't remember what Vanacek's numbers were exactly for that game, but I think he gave up, like, about a, a goal, 1.25 goals above expected or something like that, which is not great. Um, he's got to be better. I mean, that's – it's like the Devils – they he, have the, the third goal – the third, the third Panarin goals on Jack. Yeah, no one tied up anyone on that. Jack, Jack yeah. came right by him, didn't even touch him, and he ripped it home. So that that one's on Jack. Yeah, but I agree. Agreed. If you're going to win these games, I mean, clearly the Rangers have established themselves as the top of the class in the Metro right now. Yeah, for sure. And Carolina is struggling too right now. So exactly. So so the Rangers are the team to beat, and all credit to them. You know, Laviolette came in there, put his system in. They've got a, uh, enough veterans for Laviolette to feast on. Um, Lafaniere seems to hit his stride uh, playing with Panarin. Kako is still crap, um, which is kind <laughs> yeah, of funny. He's been terrible this season. Yeah, he's been he's been quite awful. But the other thing is, is Mika hasn't even hit his stride yet, and he will. Uh, I have full confidence that he will. So you know, they still have a full a couple levers to pull, and Fox has been out, and they found a way to win these games, and that's been the difference between them and the Devils. Yeah. I agree. Um, that's what the thing is. Like the Devils did not tread water well without Jack and Nico, and I guess Timo for a part too. Well, it's part that their backup goaltender is also six zero and one with a nine thirty. Yeah, I mean, Quick is going to regress. I think he gave up four yesterday against Boston. Of course, they scored seven, but yeah, Quick is going to regress at some point. I don't think that's going to last. But they still have Shesterkin, so it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, it's not like they're leaning on quick to win yeah. games. Um, yeah, Rangers are a good hockey team. I, yeah. I hate to say it, but they're a good freaking team. The only concern uh, I have with them is they don't really like score at five on five at all. So if their power play cools off at any point, they're going to have to get it going at five on five offensively. They they don't really generate much offensively at five on five either. So we'll see what that looks like as the season goes on. But I mean, yeah, they're definitely the best team in the Metro right now, with Carolina and New Jersey struggling to get going. And, and Pittsburgh's not really the kind of underperforming preseason expectations too. And 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 the thing with the Devils too is is when they're fully healthy, that penalty kill is a top ten penalty kill in the league, regardless of where it says it is in the stats. I mean, they've had a terrible start. I think like the first ten games they were awful, but and that's really held them back. But I'm confident that you know they could still play this Rangers team. I I still think fully healthy, they're they're a better team. Yeah, and the good thing is they don't play again until February, I think. If I'm not mistaken, there's a long gap between Devils and Rangers games. They play them like three times, I think, over like the last month of the season. So hopefully then they'll be fully healthy. That just leaves us more open to more injuries. It does. Also, hopefully they're they're healthier by that time. Um, You'd hope that Nico back is low enough. What was that? Maybe a new player on the back end. I mean, yeah, by that time we'll be approaching the, if I'm not mistaken, their next um, matchup is like February 22nd or something around there, which is close to the right trade deadline. The series. Yeah, right yeah, it's, the gr- it's close to the trade deadline. I got to look it up. It's somewhere in February, but it's close to the okay. trade deadline. So yeah, they could have some new bodies, a new goal, excuse me, a new goalie, if anything, we'll see, but we'll get into that conversation another time. Jake Allen, come on down. <laughs> so anybody at this point. Um, I guess encouraging things. Jack came back in this game. He didn't miss a freaking step. I mean, Jesus, he was unbelievable. Palat, another goal. Um, you know, he's really starting to play well now, which is good. Yeah. And it's that was his first goal of the season, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and Hala had another goal, which I mean, he's doing well. Hopefully, he's you know now he's. Yeah, I don't even his. remember when he got hurt in the Sabres game. To be honest, he just didn't return for the third. Yeah, is right. Yep. So. All right, the Red the Red Wings game. Like, are we are we even going to like go into this? I mean, like, I even think is there a point? Like, they just didn't show up. Yeah, like, just what happened? I, I don't uh, like. I don't understand what happened. Had uh, sixteen shots on goal. This Devils team had sixteen shots on goal. They, I think they were more concerned about how cool they looked in their black helmets. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know what happened that game. That was that was. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That was their worst game of the season. They they looked terrible. Uh, Vanacek made that game look worse than it should have. I mean, that second goal he gave up. I mean, just dude, what are you doing? Like that. That was just like laugh out loud. Terrible. Like that was awful. Then even the fourth goal. Uh, the save. Uh, I think it was Sider's point shot on the power play. Didn't even see it. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Dude, yeah, a shot from that range, you, you got to make a save like that's <laughs> that low. Yeah, yeah, it did not. Yeah, there was not much elevation to it. Um, it should have been like really a two nothing loss, but it, I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that the Devils were terrible that game. They weren't going to score a goal, but it should have been a two nothing loss probably. Vanacek just gave up two terrible goals. Um, that 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 can't happen. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't a goalie loss, but the goalie also made it worse than it really was too. So. Bad combination of bad play and bad goaltending, and that's what you get. All right, should we get into the Blue Jackets game? Yeah. It's um, <laughs> a game following the serious conversations that were had. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened there to start that. And Bryce was, I mean, I think Bryce was going to, he was going to blow a, a gasket on the, the intermission show. Um, uh, first intermission show. I mean, he was in just flabbergasted as I, I am right now. I mean, I don't understand how they could play that badly in the first period coming off the the, the Red Wings game. It's just in a, even it wasn't really even the first period. The serious conversations. Yeah, and it wasn't even really just the first period. It was the second period too. I mean, the first 40 minutes of that game were unacceptable and you know, credit to them they got it going in the third period. They hit three posts. So they got unlucky in the third period, but like the first 40 minutes of that game were unacceptable. You can't play against you can't play that way against a team you know in the blue jackets that's probably going to be in the macklin celebrini sweepstakes as the season goes on uh that was awful i get these wins against these teams like yeah. that's what they were so good at last year was just beating the teams they were supposed to beat. yeah and like you look at the sabers game and you think oh well if nico he played that columbus game 
probably could have made a difference. Um, you never know, but there's a good chance that he could have made a difference in that game. Um, so that's one. Like you can't force him back. Right. Like that's, yeah, I don't think they him. were going to play him on a back to back. You know, right away coming back from his injury. So you know, I'm not saying force him in the game. I'm just saying if he had played that game, you know, probably would have made a difference. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I mean, I guess a good thing to come out of that game was Akira Schmidt looked really good. Um, I don't really think you could fault him on either goal he gave up. Um, he stopped, you know, two, he gave up two goals on 2.02 goals, ex- uh, expected goals. So he saved what he was supposed to save in that game. Um, and that's why I think moving forward, they should stick with him as the starter. It, even we'll get into the Sabres game here in a second, but I think he's their best option in that. Yeah, I think so too. He's actually had about a week and a half stretch here where he's had some pretty solid performances. Yeah, I mean, he has a nine eleven save percentage this month, even though it's only like a, a couple starts and a couple of relief appearances. But I mean, you take that nine eleven goaltending if the Devils get that consistently, I mean, they're going to win games. You probably would have won two more games in this stretch with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. The Rangers game, you definitely would have won that game and probably Winnipeg. You probably would have won that game. Even I know. But yeah, uh, those two games. Capitals one. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been the second capitals one, uh, second capitals game of the season too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, this goaltending question mark is going to hang over them um, and haunt them. Until they, till the, someone either goes on a hot streak and, and settles it down, or they make a, a move. Um, I mean, before we get into the same like, is Ling, is, is the guy in Utica even a question? Like, can we bring him up and give him a start? Like, uh, Shogun has been, he's struggled to start the season quite a bit, but I great. think he's been playing better lately. I think he's got a couple of wins and his save percentage has been starting to climb up quite a bit. But I don't think he's an option right now. So um, yeah, I think okay. the trade market—they either go to the trade market or they try to take a chance on Yaroslav Halak, see if he can maybe give them just average goaltending. But um, yeah, they don't really have too many options. I guess you just kind of hope Nico Dawes gets back soon and he gets on a little bit of a hot streak in Utica, and that they'd feel comfortable calling him up. You know, for those who don't know, he had off-season hip surgery, so he's still working his way back from that, and he's expected to come back to play sometime in December, so you might not be too far away, but he's going to need time in Utica, obviously, first coming back from an injury like that. And realistically, on the trade market, uh, Jake Allen? Uh, yeah, I guess. There's not much. I mean, the Canadian, the, the rumors, you know, is the Canadians want to move one of their three goalies right now, so they would probably be the best bet. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the Ducks want to do with John Gibson. He's looked really good to start this season. He's got like a 925 save percentage, but we're still talking small sample sizes here, and that contract is, you know, problematic. Um, so if if he keeps it up, then maybe he becomes more of a target, but uh, I need a bigger sample to, from him to say he's actually back, even though it looks like he could be. And the other issue is, is God knows what the Oilers are willing to give up for a goalie. Yeah, I mean they're des- I think they're more desperate for a goalie than the Devils. Um, just based on what you hear from like some of the insiders, like Pierre LeBron and Elliot Friedman, they've basically looked at every possible option uh, to try to get a goalie in there. So I think they're more desperate than the Devils are. Um, I think the Devils are still banking on Vanacek to play a little bit better and get something out of Akira Schmid, but uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. I hope Akira just figures it out. Like, just yeah, I think Akira is their best bet. Um, just the way he plays too. He's not going to get caught out. He he's so much more positionally sound than Vanacek. Vanacek swims in his net a lot. And he pulls himself out of position. Like the first goal he yeah. up against the Sabers, I was just like, that's not. You know, they're up four nothing, so it's not really that big a deal. But still, wasn't great. I mean, he was swimming out of his net, pulled himself out of position, and he couldn't recover in time. Um, it, probably a goal he should have stopped. The second goal the Sabres scored is just a wicked uh, redirect from Kyle Pozo, so nothing he could do about that. But still, that first goal Vanacek gave up was not great. Um, they're not going to win every game 7-2. So, yeah, I think that's why you got to stick with Akira moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And, and now, hopefully, with Nico back, Jack back, we can get some consistency in some of these games. Cause it, I mean, listen, I know they haven't been a hundred percent, but like it can't be easy too with some of the defensive lapses that this team 
is had yeah, in front of them. For sure. Like the Denver game, um, the Red Wings game. Even though Vanacek did struggle that game, but his defense did not help him either. And Rush is like that stuff's gonna get cut down with more sound center behavior. Yeah, I mean we saw that. And let's get into the Sabres game because that's Nico Heischer coming back, and it's and he came back, baby. And yeah. what I find the funniest is, is half the team didn't even know he was playing until they looked at the board. Yeah, that, oh, is that true? Yeah, before yeah, he said it when in, in his, in his I press, didn't, press I didn't do that. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah, so that obviously gave him a, a bit of a jolt, and um, I mean, he made his impact. You know, felt right away. I wrote about it in my uh, takeaways post for the Devils on the Rush Substack, but he uh, what was it on the second goal of the uh, on his goal, which made it three nothing. He forced a turnover in the neutral zone that sprung. Then sprung the puck loose to Jesper Bratt. They got odd, odd man rush started the other way. And then, you know, he sure made sure the puck found the back of the net. And even throughout the game, we saw some plays where he was breaking up um, Sabres, you know, I guess attack or rush of opportunities. Like there was a point in the second period where he intercepted a Sabres pass in the defensive zone, um, stopped their attack. And there was even in the third period when the game was out of the reach, he was backtracking in whatever defenseman's position. He cut off a cross-size pass that would have resulted in a Sabres, uh, you know, a really good Sabres scoring chance. Those were things that the team wasn't getting when he was out of the lineup. Um, so, I mean, obviously he had a goal and assist against Buffalo. That's big, but he brings so much more to the table than just offensive production. It's that two-way defensive presence that's going to make a difference. And then, you know, we see Michael McLeod back in a bottom six role. He's centering the third line with Halla and Holtz. That looked like a really good combination. That was a fantastic line. Yeah. That one was chugging along yesterday. Yeah. I mean, if that's what they're going to get out of, the, out of them as a third line moving forward, that's going to strengthen their depth depth quite a bit. And then we also saw Dawson Mercer back on the wing. He's not a center. I think that's pretty much clear at this point. He needs to be on the wing. Um, and he played a good game, had a goal and an assist. So that helps too. So it's just so many different things that he sure adds to the lineup that I think will make a difference. And, you know, we're still... I don't know when Timo Meyer's coming back. He did, did take part in the morning skate. Um, He'll be back Tuesday. Yeah, I think he's close. If it's not Tuesday, it sounds. And, and I'm, I don't. I'm not around the team, so I don't know. But I think it's going to be soon. So um, once I get him back, should be good to go with Heisher as well. But um, yeah, that Sabres game, they needed that. They just dominated them. I thought it's like the the Avalanche game was a schedule loss for the. Uh, the Devils, this felt like a schedule loss for the Sabres, too, because of the, the last two games that the Devils played. I thought they were going to come out pissed off yesterday and just kind of give it to the Sabres, and, and they did. I mean, Holtz scored about a minute and a half into the game, and they didn't look back from there. They just they just dominated that first period. I think shots were like 18-3. to three. They expected goals for the Devils. They had like 84% of them in the first period, and they finished the game, I think, with like, 3.68 expected goals, and I think the Sabres had the like, meter was like 96 4. Yeah, it was it, it really, I mean, that's what the Devils it it reflected what the score was at the end. They deserve to win that game. Um, couple things though, before I you know really uh start pumping the tires, uh, Vanchik still had an eight. 33 save percent. Yeah, I mean, he faced like no work, and like I said before, that first goal. He gave up was not good. Um, who's the Tuesday game? Is that the Islanders or the Flyers? Yeah, I think you're getting Schmidt. I'm going. Uh, Fisherman will be in the attendance uh, for the Thursday game in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're getting Akira that game on Tuesday, and I think if Akira does well, you're probably going to get him again on Thursday. Um, yeah, I mean the Flyers are having a good season. You got to take yeah. them seriously. Yeah, they did. They beat the Islanders in a shootout. One yeah. shootout. That's. God, I can imagine watching that game. But um, yeah, Flyers are not a bad team to start this season. Um, they need to win all three games this week before we even look at like these are dumpster fire teams. We they need <laughs> the to Sharks, win three. The Sharks is the last one, right? Yes, yeah. one as well. Yeah, they got to win that game for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think. It'd be interesting to see what Ruff does on Tuesday. Who's the starter? I think it's going to be Akira. Um, I think it should be Akira. I don't really have confidence in Vanacek at this point. It's getting, it's getting like towards Jack Campbell territory at this point, where I just don't think he's going to give them anything. Um, I also think he needs a mental reset. Just give him a couple games off. I think his confidence is completely shot at this point. 
Um, they won that game last night against Buffalo because they just you know, they obliterated them at five and five and got seven goals. But like I said before, too, they're not going to do that every game. Um, so, yeah, I think you're going to need to give Akira a little bit of a run here. I just think the way Akira plays, I feel more confident in him being able to make saves. And his underlying numbers, while still not great, are quite a fair bit better than Vanacek's. So let's see what he's got here. And with Nico Heischer being healthy, I think he'll get better play in front of him, too. Vanacek will get better play in front of him, too, but I still don't really have that much confidence in him to make a save at this point. You know what I'm excited for now that Nico's back, and this is a weird thing to be excited about, but uh, I'm excited for Nico and Jesper to penalty kill together. Yeah, and even, you know, they're going to be with Palat moving forward at 5-on-5, too, so we're going to probably see quite a bit of Nico and Jesper together uh, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they look really good with Jack and Timo were humming. Yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting to see where Mercer falls into all of this once Timo's getting back. I would think Timo's going on the line with Jack and Toffoli. You really don't want to break up Palat, um, Holtz, and McLeod. Uh, no, I mean, Hall up uh, McLeod and Holtz. That line looks really good. So it'll be interesting. it's a good problem. Yeah, if Hall is hurt, so then it's just a natural Mercer. Right, that's true. Oh, I mean, hopefully Mikala is not out uh, too long because he's been playing well this season. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where everyone falls into place once everyone's healthy. Yeah, I mean, maybe even try Mercer out at 4C. Uh, I mean, I just don't want him at center at all anymore. I think he should be on the wing somewhere. But Holtz is playing better than him right now, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, I, I'd rather have Dawson at 4C than Tierney. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, um, that's not, yeah, that's not difficult. <laughs> the thing is, is like our bottom six is like, I mean, they, it, when they play well, it's truly four lines. It's not like the fourth line just gets six minutes and that's it. Yeah, that's true. And hey, Brendan Smith, let's talk about him. Fourth line left winger last night against Buffalo. Uh, he looked really good. Post? Did that hit the post? Uh, he, um, I shoulder. He might have hit. I know he had one chance that um, Comrie or was Levi made a save on later in the game. I don't remember if he hit the post. Yeah. Or not, um, but he, like, he was in the slot, a little bit to the left of the slot. I I wasn't sure if it hit the post or hit the shoulder. Yeah, I mean he looked good. That you know, if they're gonna play him at the wing on the fourth line, he's been better. Some of the options that they've been using from Utica, so. Yeah, I mean, give it a shot. If it works, it works. It looked good against Buffalo. I don't know if he'll, you know, work against better teams, but I liked what I saw from him last night. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, and, and he basically just tackled Clifton. I mean, that was a weird fight. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Not much, taps. Yeah, not much of a fight. Just trying to send a message like, hey, you hurt the captain last time, so I'm, I'm going yeah, out. Yeah, but like, what is Bastion doing? Why hasn't Bastion been in a fight this year? Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't, I don't, like, we know he was injured a lot of last season. I wonder how healthy he Maybe is. that's why. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, maybe. I, I don't even really know what his injury was. I think it was a shoulder, but yeah, maybe he's just being cautious with himself right now. I think he's trying to stay away from stuff like that. Well, Kevin Ball, I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Wrecking uh, Ball. Yeah. He's uh he's been playing well the last couple of games too. I thought he played well against Columbus and Buffalo. Yeah, I mean the oh the other thing that's happened since the last time we talked, Colin Miller, the addition of I, Colin Miller. Do you want to you know give your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean he's um he's definitely made a, a difference on the third pair. I mean him and Luke looked great against Buffalo. Um, it was more Luke, but I thought Miller played a solid game as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's just—he's got more puck moving ability than Smith. Um, he's a good skater. He's a better skater too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's—he's he's a much better skater. Um, I think he just adds a little bit of a different element on the back end with Smith, and you know, it's moved Smith to left wing for now, so it kind of looks like it's working out for everyone. Um, but yeah, imagine though when Nolan Foot comes back and like Nolan Foot can play on that wing instead of Brendan Smith. And the rumor was Nolan Foot would be getting closer to ready to return around Thanksgiving, so he might not be that far off. Maybe we'll get an update on him some point this week. I mean, that would be I, like as small of a bump in the lineup that would be. That would be like because he was really starting to like 
play a physical game and yeah. really make himself a net front presence. Um, he would, and he's got a really good shot. I mean, uh, he. We'll see. I don't. We'll see what injury he was dealing with when they he gets closer to returning. But I think he. You know, he, the plan was to play him over guys like Thomas Nosek and um, maybe even Bastion on the fourth line this season. And they never really got it. That not didn't get the chance. Yeah, he just didn't get the chance at all to do that. So. We'll see how he factors into the lineup coming back, too. I mean, that's a good problem to have um, if they decide to keep him in the NHL. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sent him to the AHL for a little bit just to play because he hasn't played. Um, but Well, the other thing is, and, and Lindy hasn't had the ability to do this with how many injuries they've had, is, is maybe he should sit a guy at night. Give him a healthy scratch. Yeah, because I mean, someone's banged up a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, evil that, right? You can give players a night off for recovery, but I'm even saying send a message. I mean, there was a couple of games where you probably would have sat Dawson Mercer uh, a night or two up up in the in the in the press box so he can he could take a look because he he wasn't playing well, right? Like, how many times? You know, obviously you're not going to sip a lot, but you, you know what I mean. Like, there, Lindy didn't have that lever to pull. Yeah, I mean, he was playing Michael McLeod as his first-line center. No disrespect to McLeod because he's been pretty good this season, but, I mean, you you don't want McLeod to be your first-line center. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he just didn't have that option available to him. Exactly. I mean, even in, 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 it's actually nice to hear from Eddie, right? Uh, other people recognize how good of a hockey player Michael McLeod is uh, yeah. in the national media. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. Uh, should we take a quick break and then? Um, oh, uh, let's. Before we do that, a couple team news. You you want to discuss some of the the rumors that are uh, the Devils are involved in uh, with potential trade targets at the back end? Yeah. So it seems like they're keeping an eye on the Calgary Flames defensemen, all three of them: Noah Hannafin, Nikita Zadorov, and Chris Tanev. I think it was David Panyota who said at some point this week. Um, that the Devils were keeping an eye on Chris Tanev. Um, I love Tanev. I think he's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. He's not does not look like he's declining at all yet, and he's and he's he a, a nasty, nasty sob. Yeah, he would be a rental at this point because he's all three actually would be rentals because they're on expiring contracts and um, will be UFAs this coming summer. Um, I mean, the right side of Dougie Hamilton, John Marino, and Tanev would be pretty ridiculous. You'd have two really good defensive defensemen in Marino and Tanev, and then you could give easier offensive minutes to Dougie Hamilton. Uh, that would probably benefit everyone involved. Hamilton's struggled a bit defensively in spots this season. Um, I don't like. I like Zadorov, and I think he's a good defenseman, but I think he's going to be for what he's going to go for in a trade. I think the Devils would be best off. You know, staying away from that, I think they would be better off pursuing Tanev and even Hannafin. I look at the Devils' defense, and with Luke Hughes on the left side now, with Colin Miller playing well, I think a little bit less concern on the left side with a puck-moving defenseman. But I could see the argument for wanting to, you know, get Hannafin in there to be a puck-mover on the left side. Um, I think they would try to extend Hannafin, too. I don't know if I could say the same about Zadorov or Tanev. Um, Hannafin, I think, is the youngest of the three of them. Maybe Zadorov is, I'm not sure. But um, I like Hannafin as a fit for the Devils, and Tanev would probably be... I think I would tie Hannafin and Tanev as the best fit for the Devils. As Zadorov, I'm not... I, I see why they like him, but I'm not a big fan of going to trade for him. Or... 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 Could a call up from Utica be the play that happens. Simon Nemitz. Simon, who is absolutely tearing up the AHL. Uh, Nemitz. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's been a little bit up and down, actually, with the Comets. He's got points. I think he's got like eight points in 13 games, but I think he's had some... I saw Ben Burnell you know, tweeting out the Comets game last night. It sounded like Nemitz was struggling a little bit last night. Um, I think he's still a little bit inconsistent. I mean, he's only 19 years old. Um, so, no, I don't think he's actually the solution right now. I think they would want to bring another veteran with experience on the back end. I think that's what Fitz would rather do. And uh, I think, you know, Calgary's the I think that's player. fair because I think we, I think the struggles that we have seen from Luke and we're, we're 
just being honest here, like it, there is, it, it's not like it's just a Nico thing. Yeah, it's a five star player, right? Yeah. Still, he's a five star player. His skating ability, his puck handling, his scoring, all that vision, top notch. But there are points where he overthinks the play, or he tries to do too much, and it exposes the Devils. Yeah. Um, and I think the same would happen with Nemich. So I do agree with you there, right? Like one rookie defenseman is enough to bleed in uh, full-time into a defensive core. I mean, you can even argue that you're still blending in Kevin Ball a little bit into the NHL, right? He only had consistent hockey for about a third of the season plus the playoffs last year. Do you think that's about fair? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think if you're going to make any changes to the back end, it's through a trade for someone that's played consistent NHL hockey. Yeah, and, you know, I think... Too that maybe that's their plan. Maybe they think that their goalies just need some more help defensively. But maybe you want to try to keep assets to trade for a goalie too. The thing is, is if they're going to try to trade for a goalie, I don't think it's going to be a rental. I think they're going to want someone with some term there. I'm just not really too sure what goalies with term are available other than Jake Allen. He's got a he's in UFA in 2025, so you would be getting him for like a season and a half. That would help. It works well because then it allows Akira to go. He, Akira is not waivers eligible until 2025, so that really works out well if he's the, the target they go to. But uh, yeah, I think maybe defenseman might be the play for Tom Fitzgerald here going forward. And maybe some forward depth given the injuries uh, we've had this season too. could see them trying to target. But as far as I know, I don't think they're really tied to any forwards who could be available at this point. So I think it's just really been the Flames defenseman so far. Listen, I hear you on the forward depth, but like, no, like there, there's uh, like, I think they need, you know, like they, they've just been incredibly unlucky with the injury. Bug. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with that. like, you know, to think that you lose your two top centers, your top winger or sir, top two winger. Um, and also, you know, bottom six depth in no sick, and then Colin Miller being out. And Nolan, um, and Nolan, exactly. Like you, it wasn't just like one part of the lineup that was hit; it was every part of the lineup yeah, that was no, that, hit. That's true. Um, so yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, I think defenseman is probably where they're leaning right now. You know, we'll see as the season progresses. It's still really early to be thinking, so like truly thinking about. Right, deadline targets, but it seems like they have their eye on defense right now, given the Flames. And it looks like the Flames are going to be sellers at this point. So I think it's a matter of when they trade some of these guys, not if, but we'll see what happens. But I mean, if. So, so you, you would then just call him Miller's the odd man out then? I guess. If you, he's, he's playing pretty well that, right now. That's what I'm saying, like, right? Like, maybe we let this Colin Miller thing play out and give him a stretch of 20, 30 games. And then is is the price of what a Tanev or a Zadorov can, can we use the assets anywhere else? Because then maybe then you can go pick up another scoring winger um, or, you know, or really put all your chips in on a goalie that has like a Vimelka or someone. I don't, I don't know, right? Yeah, I think that's why you, you try to let things play out a little bit now, especially since you have Jack and Nico back in the lineup and Timo's uh, probably coming back pretty soon. I think you just kind of let it play out for a couple of weeks and see what the team's needs will be with a full healthy lineup, which they haven't really had at any point this season so far. So um, I think the, I mean, I think Hannafin is just an upgrade over Kevin Ball. I like, I've liked how Ball is playing, but if you have a top four of Jonas Siegenthaler, Hannafin, Hamilton, and John Marino, I think that's pretty good. And then your bottom pair is Luke Hughes and Colin Miller. I, I like that a lot. I think you could go for that. Him. That makes sense to me. And, and yeah. you know, and Kevin Ball is your seventh defenseman. Fine. Yeah. That's, and then that's Smith, fine by me. Smith is either your eighth defenseman or you're like your thirteenth forward at this point. So it, yeah, it, exactly. That that makes sense. But but for me though, it's like I don't think you add to the right because I think you got to give Colin yeah. a chance. And if you're going to re-sign anyone, then that blocks Simon again. Yeah. So that's why Tenev. If you bring him in, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see it. Um, I don't think Fitz would probably rather go f for someone. You know he could extend, and I think Hannafin would be that guy from those three of those those three. I'm pretty sure they've tried on Hannafin before, and I think they've gotten kind of close, but they uh, just weren't able to the you know complete the trade. So I think they're keeping an eye on him too. Yeah, um, but who knows? I think we we all know goaltending's an issue. 
I think defense is still a question mark because I still think the defensive stuff can 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 straighten itself out internally. I don't think internally goaltending is going to straighten itself out. So at least to get to the heights that I have the expectations for this team. So I think that's where you almost have to save your assets for. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they should wait to see if someone becomes available and they could try to make a run for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, Fitz is a wizard, so just let's see. (laughs) Um, All right, should we take a quick break? Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. Hey everyone, Alex here from Devils on the Rush. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For example, we have the New York Rangers and Buffalo Sabres taking each other on tonight. The Sabres are at plus 180, while the Rangers are at minus 218. The Florida Panthers play the Ottawa Senators, with the Panthers being at minus 130 and the Ottawa Senators being at plus 110. We also have the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche at plus 120 are the Lightning and Colorado Avalanche at minus 142. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny Four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. CDKNG.com/hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL twenty twenty three. All rights reserved. And we're back um, with our favorite segments. We will start with. All right, Alejandro. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, So I'm going to do something uh, from the Sabres game last night, Um, and I tweeted it out uh, after the game ended. This is from Natural Stat Tricks. The numbers vary from depending on which site you use, but uh, scoring chances against the Sabres last night um, was 40-6 to in favor of the Devils. Um, You're not going to do that every night. Obviously, but um, you know that looked more like the Devils team we were expecting to see uh, to start this season. Even high danger chances, I think there was something like seventeen to three or seventeen to five or something like that. Um, so it was an impressive performance with Nico Heischer back, and you know I think Meyer getting close to. I think we'll see games like that more often where they're kind of really out chancing and out shooting opponents moving forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And to continue on that, I got an Alexander Holtz stat courtesy of Alejandro. Uh, his Twitter feed, great follow. Uh, and also subscribe to Substack. I think there's a holiday special running yeah, still. Yeah, 50% uh, special that's running um, you know, from the last week. It does expire today, but I'm probably going to do something for Cyber Monday, which I think is when most of you will be able to listen to this podcast. So there'll probably be another discount rate for Cyber Monday for like another 48 hours. Guys, what are you doing? Just sign up. <laughs> sign up. It's the best devil coverage out there. All I appreciate right. it. Back to my stat. Um, or your stat that I'm reading. Uh, all right. Alex Holtz on the ice last night. One goal, one assist. Had a 96 expected goals, which was shockingly second among devil skaters. Shout out Luke Hughes. Uh, while he was on the ice, they had a 15 to 0 advantage in scoring chances. They had a 7 to 0 uh, high danger scoring chances advantage. He had six shots on goal, and he was the third star of the night. Take your flowers, Alexander Holtz. Shout out to you, man. You're really coming along. And like I said earlier this season on this podcast, for all you. Twitter finger devil fans that are shouting out that the devils don't know how to develop talent. Alexander Holtz is a bust. Suck it. <laughs> we're going to have to edit that part of the podcast out this time. Too. No, we're we, letting that one stay. All right, we're letting that one. <laughs> I'll let Chris know. 
Um, all right, that's my side tag. Should we hop into the dungeon? Yeah, I think this plenty of candidates. Yeah, I think this this one is an easy one for me. And since we we kind of talked about a couple weeks worth of games here, I'm putting. You know, I've done that. We've done this before. Where we put someone in the dungeon and they follow it up with some good performances because you know they're obviously listening to this podcast. Vitek Manacek, you're going in the dungeon this week uh, for some subpar play over the last couple of weeks. And like I did with Dawson Mercer earlier in the season, I do this out of love. I want you to play well. So um, hopefully Vanacek's, um, you know, venture into the dungeon will spark. And I'm sure he's going to listen to this tomorrow. I'm sure this will spark his play. Definitely, definitely. Um, this is this is almost like dungeon light. Um, we can go Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I uh, guess reasonable for me. He's still getting points. Like shout out to him offensively, but defensively, it's been quite disastrous. Uh, at least the past week and a half. Yeah. Uh, so almost like a dungeon's light. Like Dougie, still love you. Teach me how to Dougie, but defensively, man, just clean it up. Like there's been some awful turnovers, yeah, some awful defense. Two goals. Yeah. Long, yeah, awful defensive positioning. Like you just gotta clean it up. Just gotta yeah. clean that up. So. Um, that that's my that's my dungeon, and and also like nominee like Lindy Ruff. Uh, I don't think he's had a great couple weeks coaching. Otherwise. Yeah, like you know, I, I think the team is going to be fine when they're healthy, but they needed to do a better job treading water with all these injuries, and they didn't do that. So they put themselves in a bit of a tough spot now. So yeah, I I think R- R- I thought about putting Ruff in too, but I thought. We wouldn't be doing our job if VTech wasn't the number one candidate. Yeah. But with that being said, there's definitely a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. It was not a good couple of weeks, that's for sure. No, but now we're back and we're ready to go. Yeah. Alejandro <laughs> texted me last night and he's like, we're back, baby. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, all right, let's ed- exit the dungeon and let's get into three stars of the week. So... Alex, who is your third star of the week? My third star of the week is Andre Palat. Um, pretty good, Ooh. yeah. Pretty good stretch of games here for Mister Palat. Uh, I, you know, I mean, he's never going to be um, like the contract is never going to look great, but I think he's actually been playing pretty well this season. Um, you know, the last week games only he's had three points in three games. Um, I think he had a multi-point game against the Sabers, but that and that goal he set up against uh, that line had multi-point games. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, and against Columbus, he set up Holtz for the lone goal of the game with just like a typical like Palat, you know, playoff Palat type of play. Um, so I think he's been well, playing pretty well. Back, he's he. I think he's really. I think that line's going to do well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Palat, Heifer, and Brat they look good in a small sample before Nico got hurt, and I think they're going to probably kill it here moving forward. So. Yeah, I've liked the way Palat's played this season. I think he's been pretty good, and I'm trying to give him some flowers here uh, for some strong performances. Absolutely, and for me, I'm going to go third side of the week, Colin Miller. Um, listen, he's not jumping off the sheet with points and assists or whatnot, but the simple addition of him to the lineup, you're seeing a completely new Luke Hughes. You're yeah. seeing a completely new third pairing that you don't, feel like is vulnerable when on the ice. Yeah. Um, the exits from the zone have been so much better. He is great with his transition uh, playing. He's so much more sound in the defensive zone than Brandon Smith. Um, I, I, you know, he gets a star alone with just how better the defense has looked with him in it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, second star of the week, who are you going with, Allie? I'm going with my fellow Alex, Alex Holtz. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's, I mean, two-point game against, you know, we just went over the stats and stat attack from, uh, you know, his performance against the Sabres, but he scored in the Columbus game. Um, whoa, whoa, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. We have a trade? We have a trade. A devil's trade? Devil's trade. Who'd they acquire? All right. Uh, the Devils have traded Tice Thompson to the New York Islanders for Arnaud Durando. Ooh. That's, that's what I rely on you for. I'm pulling it up right now. For Arnaud Durando. Um, all right. I have actually no idea who this is. It sounds like a minor league trade. Yeah. What, we broke news though. I just want to. Yeah, I was expecting something bigger than that. Is he? 
He's a forward, it looks like. Yeah, this looks like a minor league trade. Um, nothing, nothing significant, I don't think. He, yeah, this is nothing. This is a big nothing burger. He's a left winger, 24 years old, has four points in 12 games, Bridgeport Islanders this year. So, yeah, this is just a bit of a minor league swap right here. Excuse me. So, yeah, that's not, not much here. Honestly, like, why is he Truba suspended, like, at least 20 games for, like, that yeah, chop to the head? Yeah, I'm kind of amazed he got a $5,000 fine for that. I mean, he took a swing and swung it at Trent Frederick's head. But, um, yeah, that was a bit of a, a weird one. But, yeah, anyways, Alexander Holtz, uh, second star of the week um, for some good performances. Um, I hope I feel he like can... he needs to run, like, a, a memorial video for Tyce Thompson. Yeah, I mean, injuries really kind of stunted his development. And I think his dad's like, wasn't his dad or something coaching the Islanders? Uh, yeah, so there's some connection there. So yeah. I think it's just They're fit to give him a change of scenery. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So Alexander Holtz, I completely agree. Second star of the week. He's my second star of the week. Um, I thought he's, he's becoming like a, a full hockey player now. Um, I know that sounds silly to say, but all, all like he's not a defensive liability as much as he used to be. Um, he's he's becoming really good on the floor check, actually. I thought he's become quite a good floor checker. Yeah. Um, and you can see that as he's skating through the neutral zone, he has a, a newfound confidence. Um, he, his zone entries have been great. Um, so, shout out to Alexander Holtz. Yeah, he's looked good. All right, first start of the week, Alejandro. Yeah. No, he only played one game this week. I'm, I'm giving it to Nico Hischer because he just made that much. He made that much of an impact for me in the Sabres game, and it, you know, it's easy to see what the team will look like now that he's back in the lineup, and uh, just like where everyone falls into the lineup, what he brings to the table offensively and defensively, it was all on display in the Sabres game. I think it made a big difference for them, and I think it's going to make a big difference for them moving forward. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving him the first star. Even though, first of all, there was not much else from previous games to, you know, give someone a first star for. So, yeah, Nico's my first star because it, he's going to make a difference for this team. Yeah, listen, uh, I had texted you this in the first, and I know other people had tweeted this later, but I, I will claim that I did have this storyline first before anyone else on Twitter. Uh, Daddy's home, and now they all started playing hockey again. Uh, <laughs> welcome home, Daddy. Uh, we missed you, Nico. Um yeah, I mean, I'm not going first star of the week, though. I mean, we had three weeks of hockey, and he didn't play. Um, so, for me, I think uh, first, star of the, first star is going to be Jasper. I think by default, I think he's just been the best player for them, uh, at least the most consistent. So, um, any more of the A, right? I think he took a little pride in wearing that A while Jack and Nico were both out. So, for me, uh, Jasper will get the first star of the week. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but listen, I completely get the Nico thing because I mean it, it was kind of shocking. Like one one player's back, and this is the hockey that we would expect out of them. Yeah, exactly. like right. It was wild. It was like wild. Um, and Toffoli got back on the train too. So uh, shout out to Toffoli. I mean he he seems like a real great fit for that locker room. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we kind of looked at it already, but we can look at the week ahead real quick. We've got uh, Islanders on Tuesday. Down in Philadelphia on Thursday, and then Friday we welcome the abysmal San Jose Sharks. All right, I'm going to two out of three games actually this week. Uh, I'm uh, I actually bought my tickets for the Flyers game this morning. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty pumped on that. Now uh, again, these are three games they need to win. I, I, they, they must wins. That, yeah. That's how I see it. I think every game is a must win. Um, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, at least get out of this rut. They need to. They need to get a little winning streak going. Yeah, yeah I mean, three game winning streak here. Um, I guess it depends how the rest of the division does the rest of the week. But I mean, it gets them back into playoff you know, picture. If they lose these three games, which I mean, heads are gonna roll. But I don't see that happening, especially if Timo Meyer is coming back this week. Um, so yeah, these are the juice is back. I can feel it. The boys want wanted to be back together. A little rough patch. The boys are back together. They're gonna bring it. They're gonna smash the Islanders. They are gonna torch the Flyers. And then, I mean, listen, they're 
they know how to score on Blackwood. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, that, that, that's a game that could get ugly for sure, if, especially if everyone's healthy for that one. And it's Timo's first game against the Sharks since he's been traded. So, you know, he's one I'm going to have a big one. Yeah, um, I would think he's back by then, too. So, uh, yeah, this is a week where they, at worst, need five out of six points. But really, it should be six out of six. Uh, they need to get a winning streak going here, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? I, I mean, it was a pretty robust episode. Yeah, no, we uh, touched on a lot here. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that covers it for me. Guys! Stop what you're doing and go sign up for Alex's Substack. I'm going to come over there and smack you. 50% sale will probably be running for Black, or not Black Monday, uh, for um, Cyber Monday Monday. as well. So I still need to put that into the site, but I'll do that tonight. So still be a a 50% discounted rate for a couple more days, even though I had it running for the next week. So be on the lookout for that on social media and stuff. All right. Um, with that being said, we'll catch everyone next weekend. Uh, we'll probably drop another weekend pod next week. And uh, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. Devils.